For many years, Tyler Perry has been entertaining audiences, starting off with comedy in his stage plays and broadening the scope to other genres. Why Did I Get Married is one of our favorite Tyler Perry films. It follows four couples who meet each year for a therapeutic vacation. They come together to discuss their relationships and all the difficulties that come along with them. True to every Tyler Perry film, secrets are revealed and each couple begins to question their own marriage. It explores the topics of commitment, betrayal and forgiveness, and love. So it got us to thinking, why did we get married? And if we're not married, why should we? You don't want to miss a moment of this one. Hey friends, welcome to the Relationship Pasa Pasa podcast, a bi-weekly podcast hosted by four smart and sassy Jamaican ladies currently living in the U.S. with almost two decades of friendship. Our aim is for you to see a piece of yourself in us and maybe learn a thing or two as we discuss our everyday lives. Thanks for spending time with us. Now let's jump into our dose of Pasa Pasa. What time is it? Pasa Pasa. Time. Pasa Pasa. Time. Every girl, every girl, every girl, every girl. I go me a pasta pasta. Stop girl, why no you drink until the end? Drink and rave till the morning light, man. Center, 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 center. Have a shot, man. You know who this is. Hey, welcome and thank you for tuning in today. You are in for a treat. Uh, before I get into that, though, let's do roll call for our listening audience. Let's start with Carrie. Carrie. Hey, guys. Soph. Hi. Char. Here. Great. So for the first time on our podcast, um, we are having some testosterone. <laughs> okay, so we realized after we reviewed last season's content that... We haven't really covered dating and marriage um, specifically, but didn't really want to introduce it just from our lens. So we thought it was important to explore the male perspective. Um, so this brings us to our guest today. Hello, gentlemen. <laughs> okay, so today um, we've... We wanted to share the experiences of these gentlemen with you. Um, they are some of the most conscientious men in our circle who bring tremendous insights and they are overall amazing humans. So we wanted to ask you guys to do a brief introduction of yourselves. Make sure you include your marital status and I guess it's our custom for anyone that joins us. We'd like you to also include your love language. We believe this is helpful because it gives us gives us some insight into the relationship outlook. Okay, let's start with Daron. Hi, Daron. <laughs> Hi, good evening, everyone. Um, I'm Daron Hill, and uh, of course, I am the husband of Sophia. Hey, hey. <laughs> so, of course, uh, um, um, I'm married, of course. Um, Love language for me is primarily words of affirmation, um, encouragement, inspiration, um, and so So primarily, there may be others, but that's primarily what is for Okay. Anything else you want to share about yourselves? About yourself? I guess not selves. Just you. Uh, we care about you. We don't care about <laughs> self today. Rough out here. Public speaker and life skills coach, and um, from, from time to time, I've had the privilege, indeed, of having these kinds of conversations in one way or another with individuals. I actually do enjoy this kind of conversation. Sometimes it's conversation, sometimes it's presentation, but I do enjoy it. And I to have fun and um, give trouble around the house. It's true. <laughs> Okay, Raph, we'll go over to you. You want to introduce yourself? Hola, me llamo Rafael Gomez. Soy solatero. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> My name is Rafael Gomez. Um, I'm single. I was actually married 
divorced, and now I'm single. <clears throat> and um, my love language, not too versed on that, but it has to do something with spending time. Okay, quality time. Quality time. Quality time, yes. yes. I like I like all of your time. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. But, no, but I, I do like, when compared to the other languages, I think the time is what impacts me the most. So that's my language. That's awesome. All right. So we really have so much to cover. You know, dating and marriage is a really heavy topic. So we really just want to jump right into it. So let's start with the easiest question. Raise your hand if you do not believe in the conventional definition of marriage, which really just means if you don't believe in being married to one person, um, really as a legal institution with a ceremony, if you don't believe in that, raise your hand. <laughs> okay. Don't believe? If you don't believe in that. Like if you don't think it's important or you just don't believe in marriage. If you don't believe in marriage, what people consider marriage, then raise your hand. You don't. Okay. Kerry, we will start with you. Okay. <laughs> yes. To know <laughs> what part of marriage you don't believe in or why you don't believe in marriage. I think the part that I don't, agree with from your statement is this I guess conventional idea about marriage I think I'm more interested in partnership than the status of being married okay so you you are not into the legal part of it you are you prefer the um, growing together maybe even living together yep. that part of it Okay, oh, the, awesome. partnership, the partnership part of it. Okay, Raf, you, you wanted to say something? Yeah, I'm asking, are you saying you would oh. not get married? I would get married, sure. That's something my partner and I wanted to do, but it's oh. not something I think that's necessary. Okay, completely understand. Okay, do okay, <laughs> I got you now. Throw me off a little bit. <laughs> Jennifer's like, <laughs> throw me off because I feel like marriage is what oh. you make it. So I'm okay. So I get you. Okay. So, so the question is, do you believe that it has to be legal for it to be a marriage then? No. no. Is that a new question? That That's is a new question. question based on, because the, the thing is, is that the way that Carrie, um, the, the way that Carrie phrased her definition of what is okay for her with regard to marriage, the part that she didn't agree with was the legal part going to whoever the, doing a church ceremony ceremony going to courthouse whatever that part it may not be necessary for her um but the other parts of it she is she is necessary so i'm wondering if the legal part is necessary for everyone then since we're taking out everything else uh, well since we're taking out the legal part and leaving it and everything else is it is the legal part necessary for everybody else Else? Except for Carrie. Yes, except for Carrie. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Well, I see you now. I think the legal part is separate from the spiritual part. I mean, is it separate as in would you consider yourself married if it's not legal? Meaning if we did not go to a church yeah. at the pastor. Oh, no, so the church part is the spiritual part. Yeah. Oh, okay, so you would consider so you would consider yourself married if it's not legal, Shara, is what you're saying? No, what I'm saying, not me personally, what I'm saying is if someone had a church ceremony or some other kind of spiritual ceremony and did not sign a marriage certificate that they got from a county office, I would still consider them married. Okay, what if people are... Go ahead, Ralph, sorry. What? Go ahead. So, so I could understand where she's coming from in the sense that... um. Growing up as a Roman Catholic, it was believed by my mother and grandmother, not by me, that if you were married in one religion, that marriage was not recognized by another religion. If you grow, if you got married as a Muslim, the rest of religion, in you could call yourself married, but they won't call you married. If you were married as a, a Roman Catholic, you could call yourself married, but the other the other religions didn't really honor and respect those marriages, they respect your union, right? And um, 
historically we've got caught up in language, right? Because language is deeply tied rooted within our cultures. Right. When we use words, it's almost like I don't want to use blasphemy now, but it's almost like when you have a truth and you let go of that truth, you can see yourself. So for us, the word marriage is tied into a truth that we believe in. So from the time we use marriage and we don't put everything that we traditionally know marriage is, we are afraid to use the we um we are afraid we are misusing the term. That, that's how I feel. Okay. So, so I I agree with Kerry and I, I agree with everyone, but I think it kind of ties into personally your belief system and what you think marriage is. Because you can mean something. Right. Right. And, and have two or three different words describe how you feel about it. Right. Which is why I'm, I'm saying, say um, um, somebody is living with someone, which we, we had um, kind of talked about before, where we know that in Jamaica, common law marriage is, is normal. Um, it is actually recognized in Jamaica. So you're living with somebody for 10 years, then you're a common law. You have kids, you're raising them. You guys, seven years, seven years. I was just throwing out a number. I'm not saying once you hit 10 years, I'm saying if you've li been living with someone for 10 years. Um, but anyway, I, I, I really don't know what the age is. But I, once you've been living with someone for a period of time um, and you have kids and you're raising those kids and you're having sex and you're, it can be proven that you've been living together and doing these things, it's considered common law marriage. Um, that's not legal in America, but I think think the definition of marriage is changing and I just wanted to know if what you guys thought before we kind of moved on into is the world changing with us like is the world changing towards these different standards um so, so what is the married people think the married couple yeah, on the call I'm waiting for that <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, I wanted to interject that to the extent that we discuss uh, whether or not the legal aspect of marriage is, 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 is still relevant, it is important to note that the recognition of common law unions in Jamaica is primarily a legal recognition. Right. In, it is a primary legal recognition in that to the extent that you have shared property built um built something together for a number of years then you have a legal obligation to to your partner so if you if you're going to be separating then the partner is legally obligated to a part of what you to a part of what you have so right. so that becomes legal protection that the government puts in for people who have invested together um right. over the years right. um so, 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 so that I don't know that that is consistent with the fundamental spiritual understanding of what marriage is, but that is something created by the government in order to protect people. Right. I mean, I understand that. Um, I think I, I wanted to see if now, as you said, people are kind of splitting the spirituality with the legality of it. So less and less people are saying, okay, let us do a marriage based on whatever tradition, whatever religious belief. Let's live together, have kids, and do what we want. We, However we want this marriage to look like, this is what we're going to do. As we progress, as we get more information, as we become technologically advanced, these things change and evolve um, so what is it that you guys are seeing marriage look, looking like right now? I mean, for everyone, for people other than out, other than yourself, for yourself, is it that you're saying for you, you will not recognize a marriage unless it's not only legal, but also rooted in some kind of religion, or are you saying marriage can be whatever people define it to be? So if they have no religion whatsoever and they decide they want to be married, or if they say, we are. We don't care if it's legally recognized. We're married. Are you guys completely okay with either of those things? Hmm. Um, let me interject because I may not stay with for the entire time. Um, it, it is important to note that the um, the city, county, state 
recognizes a marriage as a signed certificate. Right. All right. Um, quite frankly, uh, there, there are people who you go, you sign the certificate of marriage, and you do that even before before the wedding. At the moment of signing the certificate, you are considered legally married. Right. And that is even before you would have done any kind of religious um, uh, ceremony. Um, and there are people who do not proceed to a religious ceremony, but right. may in just the the legal um, the, the the legal aspect of of marriage. Okay. I think for us, there is an understanding that marriage is fundamentally spiritual. Okay. That's for me from a Christian perspective. It is fundamentally spiritual because this was something that was instituted by God from the very beginning. Okay. Yes. From the very beginning, this is something instituted by God. And therefore, it is fundamentally uh, spiritual. Um, over the years, over the years, people have had different experiences in marriage. Okay. Yes. And because people have had different experiences, unfavorable experiences, undesired experiences in marriage, then there have been moves to redefine the institution of marriage. And this has been borne out primarily because people have found their own marriage unfulfilling yes unsatisfied and the desires that were that were to be met were not there so up against that background people still want the benefits that accrues from marriage mm -hmm. but they feel that there's something fundamental that needs to be changed in order not to experience what they've experienced before, what they saw their parents experience, or what they saw their friends experience. Right. But I, I would like to submit that I don't know that there is anything that is fundamentally wrong with the institution of marriage. I find that the institution of marriage is quite okay. Uh, it is people that get engaged in marriage. It is people that, that, get, into, that get into the marriage. And therefore, it is the people that are in the marriage that makes for the experience of the other individual and not for the not for the institution by itself. Okay. All right. I'm just doing the jack. We're gonna you're gonna find a little bit of movement here and there because our our little person is, is Yeah, here. that's fine. We All get right? it. <laughs> but um but but fundamentally I don't know that there's something fundamentally wrong with the institution. I okay. find that it is the people it is a people that have engaged the institution that have made it what it is. And here is, here is, here, here's another, here's another issue. I find that marriage is one of the things that people go into least prepared for. Right. I mean, people we can definitely discuss that. <laughs> I mean, people seem to be prepared. You consider that there's a career that you want and you go to school for seven years and 10 years in order to prepare for that career. Right. And even prepared for that career, even after you've gotten those degrees, um, depending on your profession, there are some board exams that you have to pass. There's a bar exam that you have to pass. There are other certifications that you're going to need. And right throughout the process of your career, there are dating that you have to do right throughout. There right. is preparation for your career. Okay. But, for, but for, what for, for marriage, for the business of sharing your life with another individual, um, people don't seem to take time to prepare for that. And right. so you find that that thing falls apart. And one of the things is that, that the human being is dynamic in that, you know, we say that all living organisms grow, right? The human being is dynamic. Um, you get married at 20, there are substantial issues about yourself as a human being that you have not yet discovered. Right. So throughout that period of time, you're discovering yourself and then you have another person right. that you have to also get to know and understand who is right. changing every day. So right. there's, there's a moving goalpost. So what you thought you knew yesterday, tomorrow it's something different because a person is growing. So for me, I find that people may need to take time, people may need to take time to prepare for the process of marriage. And here's yeah. why. The individual you invite to spend the rest of your life with, as Kerry has pointed out, is literally called a life partner. That's what it is. Life partner. 
this is the individual with whom you partner through life. Yes? The, 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 and the way you prepare for that is to develop an appreciation of life and what life can consist of and where life can take you. Life can be up, life can be down. Wherever life goes, this is a person who partners with you through life. And I, I, don't, I don't propose these things because this is something I knew all along, but this is something I learned through the process of marriage. You'll be amazing the schoolmaster that marriage is. <laughs> a, I mean, a, I figure. So, so I, these are things that I've learned through, through the process of time. Life by itself is difficult. Life by itself is challenging. And therefore, a person that you invite to partner with you, commit to partner with you through life, will have to have first and foremost an appreciation of that reality. It's not better roses. And even roses have some sticky oh, things on this. I do want to... Um... I do want to, there are many questions that I have just based on what you just said, but I did want to give Raf a chance to say, I realized that he had thoughts as Darren was speaking. So I'm, I'm going to ask you to say what you were thinking um, yeah. so that, go ahead, go ahead. Well, I, think that, I think that was a great answer. And we had an entire discourse on marriage in like three minutes here. <laughs> but um, we started with, with legal versus religious. And as far as I know, from my studies on this, um, the institution, as Darren said, the institution of marriage, uh, that was institution, it was ordained by God, and um, mm -hmm. it actually became that an institution when church and state joined later on. And then after when church and state separated, marriage had to be, marriage was still part of state and, and accepted as part of church. Now, as human beings, we, you know, human beings of different religions, we all believe in in those religions and we believe we, we first look to god right mm -hmm. whereas marriage as he said you know a marriage ceremony sorry uh yes actually a marriage ceremony is really that ceremony that you do with a witness in front of a judge mm -hmm. you know that's the person that tells you you're married because you can get married all how you want in a church it would not be considered legal and um it it, it begs the question where why you know and there are a lot of other socioeconomic issues or, or, or concerns I have because when two people within a state become married, what they're actually doing is they're joining those people. Those people, for all intents and purposes, become wards of each other as opposed to ever the state. They also end up in a higher tax bracket, you know, so they pay more taxes. They have a lot of other implements. They have a lot of implications that, um, that, that the government, they encourage marriage while they don't necessarily push family. So I'm all for marriage for all the good things that come with marriage, you know? But um, I do understand why it's, why it's separate and different when you look at it legally versus, um, versus with your religion. And I, I do agree with all the things he said about um, learning yourself and learning who you are within a marriage and within that institution. These things, um, like everything else in life, I don't think there are too many things to get into that aren't challenging. Marriage is just something that you, you're really supposed to spend your life with that person, so it becomes really important. But um, yeah. I mean, when you, when, you, when you look at it, the way you choose your meals, the way you choose your partners, the way you choose your education, all these things impact you for many years later. And um, yeah. I do um, want to follow up with one of the questions that Darren, well, one of the points that Darren brought up with a question. Do you guys bring your paper? I ask you guys to bring a paper. We're a good student. I'm, you're a good student. Shaw, where's your paper? <laughs> okay, so the first question I wanted to ask. So in the 1900s, um, women were getting married at an average age of about 22, and men were getting married at, at about 26. So what do you guys think? I want you to write down what you think the, uh, do not use your phone, is the average age that women and men are getting married right now. Right now? Yeah, right now. Well, I would say in the last, yeah, right now. No, I mean for women and men, different ages? Are different, there different ages for oh, okay. women and for men. So what age do you think? Don't look at your phone. 
the same thing when I didn't look at each other. Really? Average yes. age. Average age, women, average age for men. Two different numbers. Two different yeah. numbers. All right. Yes. Okay. <laughs> okay, let me see. I'm curious. Let me see what you guys have up now. Let me see on the screen. You don't have to show your face. Hold it up so I can see. Lord Ralph, that is the tiniest. 36 for women, 42 for... 35 oh, for women, 42 for men. Okay. 42 respectively. Okay, Carrie, let me see yours. 30 and 36, okay. Oi. What is wow. that? 30 and 35, okay, okay, for both of you. And Lord, Shar, hold on, back up. Women is 25, men is 35. So everybody kind of has 35, 36 for men and uh, varying ranges for women. So the real answer is 27 for women and 29 for men. But wow. the reason I yes, the, the reason yes, first time first time marriages. But I want to point out that only 29% of American women are married between the ages of 18 to 35. So the, the idea is, is that the perception of people getting married older is definitely there. Um, I feel like women are prioritizing a lot more before they're prioritizing marriage right now. Do you mm -hmm. think that men are prioritizing getting married right now is that no i see lots of head shaking i want somebody to jump in and tell me why they think men are not prioritizing marriage well what i want to say first is those statistics they sound beautiful but i want to add to that that black people as a whole get marriage older than all the other races that's correct and, so and black people you can add it those numbers you can might add be more, sorry more go ahead of other people, and um, bearing in mind that we somewhere between 13 and 15 percent of the population, right? They, they, they are those numbers may be well biased. No, no, no. So, so the the thing is, is that while I was doing my research, this is this is women overall. This is women, not based on uh, race or or religion or any of these things. You understand black, my numbers? I just called here. Black, black women. Of all people yes. in the country, then I that understand very small... that. Okay. I, I, while I was doing my research, also I realized that you, we need to add five years to those numbers. So we're looking at like 34 years for men, and uh, what was the other number? 30, 32. Yeah, 32 for women. So yes, yes, what you guys have is correct, which is the, which is what I'm saying. The perception is is that women both men and women but we are getting as we're getting older we're waiting to get married um and i'm wondering why that is is it that people are not and the reason i say men is because we can always discuss separately on this podcast why is it that women are not prioritizing marriage that could be a whole whole topic a whole different part. But while you guys are here, I want to know in your circles, why is it that men are not prioritizing marriage? If that's even the case, maybe they are, but they can't find women who are prioritizing marriage. And so it's not an option for them. So I just, I just kind of want to get some insight into why men aren't prioritizing marriage sooner. Mm -hmm. I'll let the married guy leave. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, you know, there is um, there's a dynamic between men and women that are that that is significant um, with these considerations concerned. Um, it is it is it is difficult for for men to to get married earlier, while those to whom they would like to get like to marry um, prefer to get married later, right? So, so first and foremost, there is the availability of the partner because the partner prioritizes, the potential partner rather, 
prioritizes career and 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 other things before 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 marriage. Um, then when and I'm gonna say this, maybe Raf might be able to 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 pick up on this with me. After most women, after they have gathered a career and amassed property and, and so forth and so on, um, there is this there is this perception. I don't know if it is real, but there is this perception that there is a degree of independence that that comes with that, especially for black women. And um, so black men feel that um, this becomes a little more difficult because literally you appear that you have everything you need. So um, what is my what is my role? role what is right. the angle? What is the angle with from which I approach you? What you what want I, from me, uh, ma'am? <laughs> You know, what, what is the angle from which I approach you? What am I going to be? What am I going to be bringing to you? I, I've had I've had situations where I've counseled with people where the husband would say to me that the wife uh, clearly states from from time to time, you know that I don't I don't need to be here. I can get up and go. You know those kind of, those kind of things becomes a little bit more intimidating for a man. And here's why: a man, believe it or not needs peace of mind that's what he needs he needs peace of mind he needs peace well, just i would like to agree, agree. <laughs> he needs he needs peace of mind he needs to come home to a home that is needed that is appreciated that his his presence is welcomed is recognized is contributed that there's a contribution um that is making and this feeling of not being needed becomes a little bit too, a little bit intimidating for him and so the conversation becomes no Ralph, one is the angle from which from, from which men uh, approach really who are successful women and where we don't have successful women then we have women who have had um, a life before and so they have two or three children and so forth and a man will have to decide okay uh, two or three grown children okay um how do i approach right and it's not it, it is not that he doesn't want it is it is how does he approach and i think that is one of the one of the issues that is probably um contributing to the delay in marriage where men are concerned, are concerned. Those, yeah so those two issues i'm gonna put it down to intimidation okay. and not sure how not sure how he approaches or what his contribution is going to be okay raf let's i want you to jump in now we sit on two very different thrones here yeah you yeah. being um, a husband and a father within a marriage yes. And, um, yes. so why don't men prioritize marriage that's the question mm -hmm. i honestly um I think again, it comes down to it ties deeply within your customs and your culture again. I think in America, for example, like American men, right? Black people in America, again, we always we were always at a disadvantage. People don't like to hear it. I'm not saying we are disadvantaged people or, or you are at a loss because of it, right? But um, we start off at a disadvantage as black people in America. Right in the Caribbean, I think growing up in the Caribbean, men prioritize marriage much more, but not necessarily because, um, not for not the number one reason I think they did it, it was because it was so customary, it was part of the culture, it was frowned upon, you know, depending on uh, um, where you were, where you were with your religion or your socio economic position, right? And, um, I think people judged you more. There was more judgment. So you were forced into action, right? I'll fast forward to, to where, what this gentleman was talking about in terms of my opinion with, with successful women, right? But um, I think in this country here, everything is already beaten down on that black man, right? And there's this misconception, I don't even know if it's a perception, it's a complete misconception that because we write in your taxes that men are the head of the household, that they actually are, right? I think women have led the household in the Caribbean and in Black America, right? Right, forever. And um, a guy may have the idea of marriage 
and may know this is where he wants to be at some point in life, but I think the woman actually makes that decision. I think the woman chooses the man more than more than we like to admit. You know what I mean? So so I don't think it's we don't we don't prioritize because someone else really does that for us. If you grew up in a church, right? Or you grew up because I've been I've been part of not part of many religions, but I've been around in many relationships, for example, and I would completely buy into if I was married to this girl or had this girlfriend, I would go to whatever church I would go with them, right? I've seen it everywhere. You know, the men, of course, we want to believe we are we um we are running the show. Right. But with certain things, I think the women really make those decisions and we make ourselves available to these women when they do. Okay. So if so, uh, if um Darian uh, is it Darion? I don't want to keep calling you Daron. 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 Yes. Zeron, Daron. Okay. If Daron. <laughs> if Daron. <laughs> if, if brother. If brother D. If brother D. D. There we go. Y'all are killing me over here. But anyway, anyways, um, yeah, I think we love the idea of having a significant other, right? Uh, and two things I want to just point out in terms of prioritizing marriage is that in the Caribbean, I remember the idea of marriage, I see it in Jamaica as well. If you go to a Frenchman party and you're with a girl for a certain, for a certain um, length of time and you're not married to her, they will look down on you. But if you're in any hood or in anywhere where people recognize and respect each other no matter what they do for work, you could be in a common relationship and not be judged, right? So I think there's a lot of classism that kind of points you in a direction as to where you're going to go. Now, the last thing I want to touch on what Brother D said, Brother D is of the opinion in his experience that it's difficult to approach successful women. And I do agree that there's a large contingent of men that may have that problem, right? But I've had no shortage of successful women. I'm single. No, I'm not, I'm not saying that this is not a me thing. I, I don't think, I think is an excuse that we as men make right. for not really doing the right thing. Now he could make a great, it's a great point coming from him because he's married, right? So when he says men are, men are not doing this and it, well, he's married. So, so it looks good when he said, if I say the same thing for me, it becomes a crutch. Right. <laughs> which, which I'll be lying if I said it's difficult to, and, and and my good friend Carrie will attest, I only have successful, beautiful black women around me. Not, not that I'm fortunate to get to be with with, with them, but, but like my friends. So so I, I know these women are approachable. Right. I, I know these women, I think if there's a problem, right? Um, I think very few men are intimidated by women. I think um, where he may have a point is that in in terms of uh, when you're in this relationship with a woman, you may believe may be more successful than you, right? It's not um it's not really what you need me for, but are you gonna respect me in the same way in this relationship? Right. I think men have that fear, right, of of ridicule. More than the fact that they're intimidated. They're not intimidated. A guy will sleep with whatever is there. Not me. Not really. But but men don't men don't study color, class, creed, or race. Right? When it comes to sex. Like we had a conversation with a white woman and and I said a white a black woman will marry a white man and she's in love. A black woman will go to a white woman if it's Tuesday. You know what I mean? So 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 back to the priority. Not me, of course. <laughs> But from my observations, never, never, it's never been rough. I think there's a cultural aspect to this about, um, as Raf is talking about ridicule, or it. And I wish we could break some of our cultural scripts sometimes because there's an evolution, right? Because there was a time quite frankly, that whether women were even allowed to work or allowed to go to school or were capable of completing school based on whether they're familial or responsibilities and whatever. And there was a time where men had to be 
I don't want to call it head of a household because I feel like a man can still be head of a household, but they had to be a breadwinner, for example. And now as time and culture is changing and evolving, there are a lot of women who could be their own breadwinner, right? But I think our culture and our cultural expectations need to probably change or or not change, just just evolve to open up to different um, possibilities where there's a woman, she is financially stable. But when you're look, when you're talking about a relationship and partnership, it's not just finance, right? There's an aspect of it, it's finance, but to me, that's just like someone's determination and hard work. It's not just their monetary worth, right? That's not the, the goal. But there's other parts of relationship that clearly even someone who has all the money or all the education they need or want that they're looking for in a partnership. But I think culturally, sometimes we fall back on what's fun or the lowest com common denominator, which is, oh, you can't provide for your woman. Like that, you know, that's how we kind of talk and jest in our community, right? Like, oh, you don't have the money, she's not respecting you in the house, blah, blah, blah. Like that's the jest, that's the joke or whatever, because men aren't supposed to be emotional. They aren't supposed to be fulfilling other roles. And of course, Darren and Raf, you guys are probably more holistic and definitely more in tune than other guys. But there is a whole host of a person outside of their 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 education. Absolutely. Like when you get educated, you're only educated in like <laughs> is in math. I'm educated in biostatistics. I'm not world renowned educate. You know, like you're just. You're, you're, you're doing it to get a job or yeah. to fulfill some other goals and you get a paycheck. That is like point whatever of who you are and who you will be and what you will contribute. So I wish we could inject some wider expectations of our men um, and some wider expectations of our women so that, you know, it wouldn't be like you have to worry about being respected in your home or worry about being like the head of a household. I mean, like, I feel like if you're in a partnership with someone, you should be okay sharing the head. You should be okay um, submitting to a partner because a partner should be okay to submit to you. Like, I just feel like there's so much more to it, but sometimes in our culture, there is a strong thing of, are you providing or are you the one that's bringing in most of the money? And if you're not, what are you doing? Like, make sure you can model on because you need to be doing some other manly stuff. And I'm just like, okay. <laughs> But that uh, never I think comes from the guy. That comes you're, from the woman. You're, you're, and you're absolutely right. And when, and when I speak about intimidation, I'm not, I'm not speaking of it as a, as a legitimate concern. I'm just, I'm sharing with you that as a matter of fact, it's these, are, yep. these are the issues that sometimes impose people's decisions. And Shara is, is very true. The question of providing becomes fundamental to quote-unquote, the usefulness of a man in his household. It, 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 is, it is fundamental, especially those of us who are of Afro-Caribbean um, background. You, you are expected to be a provider. If you grew up in the small community where I grew up and you were not providing, there are terms that people <laughs> describe that uh, most of our listeners not in the terms. Not understand. So I probably wouldn't even go there uh, with it. But there are terms to describe you. Um, so there's an expectation that you're supposed to provide. I've I've had conversations with people about um, about these things. Um, for me, as a Caribbean man, when I just when I just came to the United States, um, I I got married to a woman who made significantly more money than I did. That's just the that's, that's bottom line. And then um, I then therefore understand, okay, you you then have to adjust, say, okay, there are things that I there are things that I feel I must be responsible for. Personally, there are things in my home that I feel I must be responsible for. I think I think I must pay the mortgage. I think it's my responsibility to provide a home for my family. This is this is me. That's not everybody else, but that's me. I feel I must pay the mortgage. I, I feel that the, the, the bills must be paid as, as, as much as possible. Um, and therefore, I feel that whatever I earn, then my partner and I sit down and say, okay, this is what we're going to do. We're going to do with that. But Caribbean men have been 
uh, I've, I've been socialized to believe that right. your fundamental worth in your marriage is to provide and also to provide children, to provide children. You know, you, you, uh, your usefulness, people look at you funny if you have, if you're in a relationship for a while and you're not able to. And someone and didn't take that too far. Yeah, there are no children coming. People start <laughs> to say things. And, um, right. you know, so those things impact the way people think. But Shara is right. I think we need to graduate to a broader understanding of what it means to be the head and the leader in your home. And there is there's nothing wrong. There's nothing wrong with having these roles. Somebody who leads, somebody who's the head. Um, leadership is a difficult thing. And, and if you have somebody you can put around them, and it may well be good for you. It's a, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a challenging. So there are many different areas in the home with the marriage that the man can lead, instead of um, defining himself so so narrowly, purely as an economic provider. Yep, I agree. I and I think really quickly, this idea of being a provider, especially as we're thinking about the question that Mish asks, right? We're talking about women who are in this now state of, I'm a feminist, I got all of these things going on, right? Mm -hmm. This role of provider to Char, right, and Daron's point, there's a need to evolve that role where the provider isn't connected to just your home, because the home is there, right? But what does that look like in synergy with your partner? What are you working on together, right? Mm -hmm. Because in my mind, that's what provision comes in. Right, so it answers that question of well, what do you need from me as this woman who's done right, the successful woman in our minds, who's you know has a house, her car, and seems to have her things together. It's less about providing this physical space and more about providing emotional and all the other parts of me, right, and you that we complement each other. So it's almost like how can we evolve this idea of provider? to fit where we are now. Right. Yeah. And 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 if I if I if I may and, and if I may further that point, here's what I learned in marriage. Here's what I learned in marriage. And I think some of this evolution will have to take place over time. We have to find a way to help our men to move to that space. I've learned this. Most women successful or not doesn't marry who you are, but they marry who you will be. Potential of you. you. You get what I'm saying? Yeah. They marry the potential of you. They will take you where you are and they see potential. And the partnership says, okay, um, this is what I know you can be. This is right. what I, where I know you can go. Let us work on this together. Right. It's not that you necessarily become her project. This is both <laughs> the project, the project is both of you. Both of you are going to work together to get to this place where I believe you can be. And then the husband provides that similar support um, to, to his wife. For as successful as she is, there, is still, there are still goals that she, she wants to reach. There are still places she wants to go. You work on that together to develop characteristically, personality-wise, and especially the development of a person's character. Um, partnership. Big partner, if your partner does not contribute to the development of your character as a person, then the partnership is literally futile. No matter how much money you're providing, no matter how much sex you're providing, it doesn't, the, the, your character as a person, yep. your partner must contribute to that. Ralph, what were you going to say? Yeah, um, I think. I think you have just taken on your role as a, as a teacher or coach because what you described is the ideal marriage. Mm -hmm, and, mm -hmm. and in the ideal marriage, these are the things that, right? Mm -hmm. and, oh, I would love to see. I've not been seeing that in the black community for so long. I would agree that if you look at in white relationships, a woman and man will get married. One will go to school, one will take care of the home, then the other will go to school. The other will, you seldom see that in the, in the black family. In the black That's family, what I've seen from um, a very young age was you have one, if one facilitated the other, the other, the other one went, would, be, would believe that they have outgrown the first one. 
Mm. And they, they actually want to find somebody on their level, mm. you know? Mm -hmm. And I've mm. seen it with a lot of my friends, male and female. I've seen where women have gone to school. The man may not have um, paid for the school, but he facilitated the lifestyle. Mm -hmm. When he was doing something like construction or whatever menial job. And mm -hmm. after, they would tell that guy, because I see that happened to a couple, my, my friends did it to men. You know what I mean? And you see it's prevalent in the black home, in the black community, sorry. Where now, they want to level up. <laughs> and this guy, this guy is after 10 years, 10 years in, you know, the wrong direction, no growth. And, and now he's out there now looking for a girl probably 10 years his junior who's going to look up to him because that's what he could get there. You know, he could just now be this figure that she will respect. When his his um his his suitor his, the, the person who you will think he should be with should be ready to reciprocate they wouldn't do it. Mm. Right. And I, I'm seeing it. I've seen it many a time. So mm -hmm. I think in your what you're describing is the ideal situation, maybe your situation, and, mm -hmm. and a situation that I would love to see for my people. Because mm -hmm. even though I'm single, I still don't feel disadvantaged. You know, mm -hmm. I, I and I, but I, but I, while I don't feel disadvantaged, I would not wear rose colored glasses. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> because <laughs> what you were speaking about is close to mythical in the neighborhoods I grew up in. <laughs> you see it every so often. I, I'm, I'll yeah. be very honest though, where I see the best preparation for marriage for a young age has always been in the church. So, mm -hmm. so I, I, I've never seen it in the Roman Catholic Church, mind you. But I've always seen it in in other, in other type of Christian churches. For most, my experience has allowed me. You mm -hmm. see the best pressure, but not just for marriage, for life. Because yes. those points you made earlier about preparation for life, education, and everything, there's a foundation in the church, regardless of your beliefs on religion. The the, the church prepare young people. For their futures mm -hmm. so i'm um, here yeah, to speak to to speak to what this marriage would look like we are looking from two different places brother d <laughs> <laughs> we're, I, we're I, just I, having two different experiences yeah, yeah indeed and and uh, and, I mean, I, and i i understand those nuances in fact but fundamentally it is it is a way it should be it is a way it should be. Yes, absolutely and that is what partnership is on a sunday i agree yeah, and it is, it is, that's what partnership means. And those examples you have cited are things that I've seen, that I've experienced um, myself. People, people do that. Um, and that is why we talk about preparation for, preparation for partnership. Right. Understand what partnership means. You're, this is life partnership. And as I said, these are things that, that I've learned and continue to learn through the schoolmaster of marriage, right? Um, you, you know, it is, it is life partnership. And where is life going to take me tomorrow? Irrespective of what where life is today, where is it going to take me tomorrow? And who am I going to go on that journey with, right? I, I may be up today, but if I'm down tomorrow, do I have a partner that is going to be down there with me and help me and pull me back up? Um, is can my partner depend on me for the very same thing, and that is why, and that is why marriage becomes important because partnership demands commitment. Fundamental right. to marriage is commitment, right? My wife can tell you that there are days when she, there are days when I get on get on her last nerve that she don't like me very much. <laughs> <laughs> This is what it is. She don't like me very much, and so, and so, and so, on that particular day, she's not with me because she likes me. She's with me because she's committed. Right. Absolutely. You, you, you understand what I'm saying? So, yeah. so, so, marriage, marriage is about. I've, I've learned that marriage is about commitment, um, and and not, and that is why partnership is important. You must be able to depend on your partner to do their part. Right. I agree, 100%. 100%. Um, we, you guys had talked about also, as you were talking, I realized that a lot of what you were talking about, I think I see the reason why um, women have decided that it was better to get married later. Um, 
as we've evolved and as the concept of um, the feminist movement has evolved, I think women have realized that they can do all of these things and use it as a marketing tool to get women. I have, to get men, sorry. I have a degree. I can make my own money. (laughs) I um, can take care of the house. I can do all these things. And then the men are, they haven't, I don't want to say they haven't learned to also, there's no like men development movement <laughs> because men have always been placed in this, they have been all always been put on this pedestal. They, they're the ones yeah. that make the money. There's, they're the one that determines about the children. They're the ones that do all these things. Um, and prior to now, women didn't have these rights. And now we're like, oh, we have these rights. We can do this. And in addition to that, it's, we are, if you go into a relationship and you're like, take care of me, she needs to be able to make her own money. You need to make, make your own money. You need to be able to take care of the house. You need to do all of these things. Um, and so it's taking more time to develop yourself as a person. You can't do this at 20 anymore. You can't have a degree, take care of the house, um, make your own money, develop yourself, all of these by the, the time you're 20. Um, I don't think men at this point are concerned about those things and have these goals. Anyway, I just wanted to point that out based on what you were saying, because you guys were talking about um, how women determine the age that they get married and and men just have to go along with it. And I think that that is why it has been determined. Okay, so say now you guys are in a relationship. I will say this. I think something, Ryan and I were talking about this before, about how women drive the most marriage. Because you can be in a relationship and everybody's good. We're having a good old time. But Rev pointed out to me, he said, often men propose because they think the woman is ready. And they will know when the woman's ready because we're going to make it clear when we're ready to get married. So I wanted to share that with the group to get a sense of has that been your experience that women are driving the bus on engagement and subsequent marriage? Happens to me all the time. You know, um, I wanted to so reflect I- on Misha, so I'm glad you did. You literally said all the time. I'm glad um, you did because I wanted to interject because I would say, in my experience, and I don't know if it's, I won't say it's Jamaican, but as a Jamaican, my experience, whether in my family or families I'm exposed to, like, when I was growing up through church or home or whatever, I would say Jamaica is a very matriarchal society, in my opinion. Because even though my grandfather, I won't lie, he was like the head of the household. My grandma gave him food a specific way, like rice must separate. He was definitely the man. However, however, I still... No, okay, so this is what I saw from, like, some aunts. This is what I saw from my grandparents. So it seemed like, and definitely, like, when you think of discipline and strength, it was certainly my grandfather and certainly the men, but I would still say my family's matriarchal because the, the, the whole foundation and bracket of all of that was through my grandmother. Like, she was providing that for him as a wife she was providing nurturing for the kids she was the one that was he gave the money but she was the one that was quick with i'm gonna make this serve for 13 kids i'm gonna take care of my of my nieces and nephews i got the community like to me it was very woman-centric to me growing up in jamaica and so i always kind of felt that even if you had education or not as a woman or whatever i feel like there is there was a strong sense in growing up pro-marriage, pro-relation, pro-child, pro-mother. Like, that's a strong, I don't know, strain in how I grew up. Like, this need for partnership, child, marriage, romance, and household to kind of mother over or whatever. So I even though in Jamaica we, say we have lots of successful women and people are doing all those things, I feel like we're kind of simultaneously doing it in Jamaica. I don't know anywhere else, but I feel like it's something that's happening hand in hand and not necessarily separate. Even, even now, that's even what now. I was. So that's that's the question: is even now is or even now would still thing. be desirable, right? 
so the idea of of all of that is yes but i'm saying the added pressure that women face to have it all so see like how your grandmother had all of those things yes but she right now it's it feels like if you don't have before the women did all those things she the man came in he did he went out into the field did whatever take care of the house was the breadwinner now that may not be the case now the woman have to go to work come in cook the dinner take care of the kids all of these things in addition to doing all of the other things that's what i'm saying is that the well, that needs to evolve <laughs> uh, 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 <laughs> what the hell? Can, I speak, can i say something about that yes of course um, I, i think a lot of times when we speak we speak in a vacuum or we don't look at the bigger picture. The two income household came around after the second world war, right? Women went out to work and men were in the war. When they came right. back because of the type of economies we lived in, there had to be two income households, right? right? At the core, I like to look at a, a, a relationship. The man is the body and the woman is the mind, right? Like, like, um, What she is saying is absolutely true, and I, I'm almost sure it holds true for all of us and anybody that stopped to pay attention that what our family is run. A guy could say what he wants, you looked up your father, you know, he could shout how loud he wants. At the mm -hmm. end of the day, that woman is making certain major decisions about what the direction that family is going in, right? Mm -hmm. uh, um, my father and myself have a close relationship. My mother and myself have a close relationship. I've always believed, right, that my father will do what my father will do what he could do, and my mother will do what she has to do. Right. And they are both great parents. Women make kids, and they are nurturers. Women are strong emotionally. Men are physically strong, right? But we are not emotionally strong the way women are. So, so the burdens that you bear in raising a family. Men, we can't really bear those burdens. Uh, that's this is my belief. Some of those headaches, I will default to the woman I'm with because she will do a better job, and that's why I think women lead the families. Men, I'm not saying that a man is a figurehead in a in a family. And I know it doesn't sound good, brother D. And I, I know you run your home. She better put that food out on the table tonight, right? <laughs> But, but, but sometimes we ask these questions, right? If she doesn't do this, right? This rule that men, especially, um, sometimes you have these hardcore Jamaican or West Trinidadian, West Indian men, or, or Latino men that that try to. If you say, if she say no, what you gonna do? Beat her? That's all, that's all they could have probably do back then, right? Now, now, now if that happens, then she leave. You know. Right. Everything fall down. This guy drinking. Right. This guy. You know. So I think women run the home, and and I think, I think to speak to the point about women, you're making it seem like hard work kills people. If we have family, and Kerry is making a hundred and fifty thousand dollars a year. Okay. I am making. <laughs> hold on. I'm making sixty thousand a year. Right. And the babysitter bill. Is seventy thousand dollars a year? Right. Who's gonna stay home? Carrie? Hell no! It does not make sense. Right. I have to stay home. These, right. These, these, it's just ignorance, right? To believe that because you look a particular way, or you are a particular sex, or you you buy into a certain gender role, that you know that this is how a family is gonna be run and mm -hmm. function well, mm -hmm. right? It, it wouldn't work. It, it just doesn't make sense. So I, 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 think, I think a lot of these things are personal. When you get into a relationship with that person, you all have to leave egos at the door, men and women. A, a, a man can't talk about, oh, I'm the man. Sorry. And a woman can't say, well, I'm working now, so I can't. Mm -hmm. If I like to cook, great, I'll cook. Maybe on a weekend you might cook because we can always buy food if you mess that up. No, but like, like, you know, Y'all get in that relationship and make it work. Like, let me just say this one thing because I, I'm, I keep saying I'm divorced. I was married for 17 years. My ex-wife and myself, we talk at least what three, four times a week. We have a great relationship, right? My daughter has never wondered about if mommy and daddy are good or bad. 
right? So it's not like if our our divorce was more like it, it wasn't about it was more on a, a communication level and certain beliefs that we differed in that that we couldn't we couldn't get to the same place. But we are great friends, you know. And we talk a lot. So I, I just want to say that to say a failed marriage doesn't mean a failed relationship. Right. Because you have to maintain a relationship regardless going forward if you if, if we're gonna evolve into a more mature people as black people. Right. I agree. But, um, okay. Yeah. All right, we'll leave What's that food going on the table. <laughs> <laughs> we we will leave that there. for part one of our marriage and dating series what an episode right join us again in two weeks for the second and final part of this series yes i know two weeks sounds like so far it's not that bad we'll cover so much more and can't wait to share it with you thanks again for joining us today if you like what you heard please subscribe share share and share you can also connect with us on Instagram and Facebook at Relationship Pasa Pasa Podcast. We can't wait to hear from you. Like, seriously, we love your feedback. We always enjoy hearing what you love most and what you like to hear us talk about. Thank you again for listening. Until next time, walk good. Mm-hmm.